Good morning and welcome to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Seltzer. Good morning, Stacey. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, John. I am uh, in North Carolina today and the sun is shining, so I, I can't complain. I know there are a lot of people struggling out there still with some of the hurricane effects, but we haven't um, had that here yet, so I will take that today. Great. So um, what's in our mailbag? Well, it is a busy, busy week, and I have to apologize, John, because last week I told you there wouldn't be much. We'd be ramping up to HR Tech. There'd be no news. Boy, was I wrong, and maybe it was just because I was exhausted last week from writing, but it's definitely been a busy week this week. Um, lots of news. Um, not only do you and I have upcoming events at um, the HR Tech Conference uh, here in the uh, the United States in Las Vegas in two weeks, um, we also have two big reports that we're launching Um so you're launching a big report on artificial intelligence. We'll talk a little bit about. I'm launching the Sierra Cedar report in two weeks, um, which has kept both of us very, very busy. But there's also a lot of business stuff going on. Um, seed money, as well as movements and changements. Uh, we've seen um, some news come out about Bullhorn. For those who know more of the European um, market and recruiting, um, we've also got some news this week about. Um, company called Legion, um, debuting a very interesting um, tool for automated employee scheduling. Talk a little bit about that because they got about $10 million for their tool. Uh, Pymetrics, which um, I know I'll be briefing with at HR Tech, um, and I know you've had an opportunity to meet with them previously, um, also raised some money this uh, week. Um, some new news about Zenefits and what they're planning on doing. Um, so if you thought all the news about Zenefits had been done, it's not. We've got some updates there, uh, some new news from the new CEO out there. Uh, some news about what PlanSource is doing, which might be considered a, somewhat of a, a competitor in some ways to Zenefits, particularly now. Um, in the direction that they're heading, so it'll be interesting to see um, what's happening between the, the more traditional uh, benefits software tools like PlanSource. Um, and then if we get time, there's um, uh, a couple of uh, other investments being done with organizations like an equity sim. Um, we're also seeing some organizations be done with Anonymous <clears throat> from um, new investments being made in those organizations. And if we have time today, there is scuttlebutt about what's going on with Cornerstone, and um, also we're getting to see some news come out of Facebook and Microsoft. So I stand corrected, John. There is plenty of news to talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. So, so let's let's start talking about. Um, oh, let's let's do HR Tech first. The annual granddaddy of them all trade shows in the HR tech industry, the HR technology conference put on by LRP. Uh, it happens the second full week in October, and you and I are in the thick of that. Uh, um, I'm going to be doing a couple, of, a couple of things. The first thing is on Tuesday at 1 o'clock, I, I do an orientation to the conference every year. So people who are coming for the first time, this is where you find out what the really interesting things are to see and who you need to pay attention to in the sessions. Uh, and then I'm on a panel uh, on Wednesday, same time, uh, with some prestigious analysts. And we're going to talk about what in the world an analyst actually is. Uh, so, so, so that'll, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Hey, How about you? What are you doing at HR Tech? 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting a chance to talk about what an analyst is, but I do get to, to do a lot of the, the things that we do. Um, besides the 36 or 30-something 30 uh, meetings that I think we're, we're all sort of holding, but you know, each of us have a, a certain number that we can get in at uh, HRTech. Um, for those who don't know, the, an analyst um, at HRTech, you don't often see them except for when they're doing their sessions because for the rest of the time we get sort of – um, hunkered down in what you would consider is the usually the smallest room with no windows possible that you could put a group of analysts it, into. With it's, really a, it's, a it's a dungeon. It's a dungeon. Yep. <laughs> and um, and we just take rounds and rounds of what we call vendor briefings. We you know they're they're thirty minute speed dating. We're basically we are getting a chance to get updated on a lot of vendors we don't get a chance to see throughout the year or hear from who don't have the the same financial funds as others to do big. Um, conferences or events that we can go to. And, and it's actually a great opportunity to see what's happening in the market. So it, it is a, a very um, valuable event, both for the vendors, for the practitioners, and for the influencers, which is why you see so many of us there. Um, similarly, I'll be doing uh, the launch of the Sierra Cedar Research, um, which will be on Tuesday. Um, at our, um, I'm sorry, on Wednesday session. I forget the, the whole week's been pushed back a little bit. On Wednesday session from 11 to noon, um, so once you get done learning what you need to do at the conference, if you come on Wednesday morning to my session, you'll get a chance to hear what's happening in the overall HR tech market, and I'll give you a great view of who you should go visit and what topics you might want to um, consider uh, from the um, market landscape perspective. Um, and then I'm going to be on a panel as well at the end of the week on Friday uh, talking about international um, benefits with um, – uh, uh, a couple of organizations who are managing those processes as well as one organization who's got a pretty good um, case stay on that, Bristol-Myers Bristol Squibb. Um, so for those who are interested in that, that will be a fun panel talking about international benefits if you haven't had a top to think, haven't had a chance to sort of figure out how that works in your organization very well uh, from a technical perspective. So, so it'll be a fun week. That's great. And so the, the annual Sierra Cedar HR Systems Survey um, is is a part of the presentation that you're doing, and, and that that's about to launch. What's the story? When is it out? How do I well, get one? So, yeah, it's um. Well, first of all, if you had taken the survey, you get an early release, um, and so um, anyone who took the survey will get it probably on the Monday before. Um, my HR tech presentation. We usually send them about two or three days beforehand uh, to everyone else. And for any anyone else who wants it after that, we uh, put it on our um, website, downloadable by anybody, um, usually the first of November. Um, so it gets placed out there for anybody to download. But so if you want to hear more about it between the beginning of October and the end of November. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of articles and news. Um, HR Executive Magazine will have an article on what's happening, and we'll also be talking a lot about it on some announcements and um, blog postings and stuff. But I think the most exciting thing about what's happening with the Sierra Cedar HR System survey this year is to know that it's 20 years old, same as the actual uh, HR Tech event, which I think is kind of interesting because they didn't start together, but they definitely have had a long tradition of working together uh, over the years. But 20 years of doing a single survey, that thing is, that, that's the one thing to me that every time I think about it, I'm just absolutely amazed that um, Sierra Cedar has kept this sort of thought leadership tool running uh, for so long. It started out um, talking about things like self-service. And now we are talking about things like artificial intelligence. So 20 years we went from 
should we give access to end users to HR technology to um, maybe they don't need access, we just need to get what the information in their heads and artificially intelligently put it all together and tell them how they should do their work. So um, it's it's been a, a long 20 years. What's going to be interesting this year, I think, though, is that we're going to be talking a lot more about well, the relationship between finance and HR, um, how that's going to change, I think, some of the buying habits over the next couple of years in the HR technology space. Um, we're also going to be talking this year about things like security, risk, and data privacy big topic for all of us. I don't know if you'll be covering that in your AI uh, um, conversation, John, but it's it's something we're hearing a lot more about. Obviously, the Equifax conversation brought it up um, in clear, distinct view for a lot of people this week. So, And then we're also going to be spending a little bit of time talking about what happens now that cloud is sort of here to stay. Um, it is now the so de facto approach organizations are taking to their HR technology environments, what's next? Where are we going after that? Um, super integratable, super simple, um, and uh, maybe super scary technology, depending on how you look at it. Um, but personally, I think it's a great um, opportunist, opportunity for us to do a lot of amazing things in the HR tech space. And then um, if we have um, – um, there will be also coming out of the report this year a really interesting um, – set of data points about which of the things that organizations do around their HR technology environments, like change management, things like having an integration strategy, those kind of things, which of those have a real impact, which make a difference on business outcomes that we track on a pretty regular basis in our survey. So it's going to be a full report, um, and we are down to the wire getting it finished. How about your report, John, the artificial intelligence one? Um, are you covering things like data privacy, or is it going to just talk about the technical aspects of it? Because I don't think there's been a report yet who's really gone deep in the AI space in the HR technology market. Well, well, so so we're going to get to the privacy questions in November in a separate report. This this particular report is is simply an inventory of what's in the marketplace and what the trends are. The first thing that I want to be sure to to say is that there's no artificial intelligence in HR technology, and 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 I would I would make the case, although there are the, the the people at Ultimate Software are doing really interesting things, and the people at Workday are doing really interesting things, but in general, artificial intelligence is about pattern recognition in large data sets, um, and. And there aren't any large data sets in HR tech, uh, with the exception of all of the job postings ever made and all of the resumes ever generated. Uh, no individual company, with the exceptions of McDonald's and Walmart, perhaps, uh, the Department of Defense, have large enough data sets about their people uh, to actually deliver something that looks like sophisticated artificial intelligence, and so so I'm I'm a little skittish about about celebrating AI, and and I find the vendors who are really trumpeting the fact that there's AI in their product um, are telling the world about how they built the product rather than what the product does. Hmm. Uh, and and so 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 while I don't think that there's any AI in uh, HR tech, I do think there's a lot of really interesting work going on. And the point of the report is to showcase that work. Hmm. 
and to talk about who's doing, who's, who's applying this new um, technology and what they're getting done. I think the, the biggest news is that the next generation of software is going to be smarter. You're going to spend less time in it and more time reaping the benefit of it because it will be delivering more value. Um, And it will routinely do things that used to take hours for the people around the software to do. And and so so we're excited about shipping the report. Um, It publishes on the uh, 8th of October. It'll cost 250 bucks. And um, uh, we'll be talking about it for the foreseeable future. And it sounds a little bit like and, and that basically we're going to – we we spent the last 20 years trying to get people into our systems, putting as much data as possible into them. And now, from what you're saying, it sounds like we're going to spend the next 20 years trying to get people out of them and still getting as much data as possible into them. So it's going to be uh, – it sounds like it's going to be a fun 20 years. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to take that ride. Um, I know there are a lot of people who are excited about where the HR technology space is heading in this market. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, one of the things we're going to talk about in the rest of the show is, is the, volume of, the volume of investment is extraordinary. Yeah, um, the, well – Maybe not so much an investment, but as as uh, someone going to soon get into investment, uh, probably an investment is Bullhorn. Now, I don't, I haven't spent a ton of time. I, I have briefed with Bullhorn a couple of times, um, but Bullhorn is an organization um, that basically just um, they've owned by a private equity firm. They've been owned by a private equity firm since 2002, and it sounds like the private equity firm is basically putting them up on the market, even though they just bought a, another European. Um, sort of recruitment solution called Conexus like a month ago. John, do you have some insight into this? I mean, I know you know the oh, European so, so, guys a little so, bit better. Yeah, well, Bullhorn is, is a Boston-based company that uh, provides um, applicant tracking and back office functionality for staffing companies. So it's, so it's, so it's in the, in the, commercial recruiting business rather than the HR recruiting business. And they've been building a global universe for a decade now. Bullhorn is more or less the standard uh, for office management inside of the uh, third-party recruiting business. The Private equity always comes to companies with a formula. They buy in, they expect growth at a certain rate, and they expect to be able to sell at the end of it. So when PE is putting bullhorn on the market, it's not inherently a a loss of confidence. It's just time to take their money back out of the investment that they've made. And so... It'll be interesting to see if there's if there's a market for Bullhorn. I'm not sure who a buyer would be. Yeah, it's it's a um, it sort of sounds a little bit like what we're hearing in the benefit space, but sort of you know if you think about recruiting firms to some extent, they're sort of the the recruiting space's brokerage model, right? And uh, so this is a technology that's for that audience primarily. But I don't know that the business they just picked up, which was the Dutch Connexus is in that same business, uh, you would know better than I would, but I thought that was an interesting perspective. It would be hard to say that an organization is sort of 
losing confidence in someone that they just bought sort of and acquired a, a solution for. So it seems like they're just trying to sort of build it up to a point where it's going to have a nice selling point is what it seems is more the answer, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's a surprise. I, th- I think a, a number of people were surprised to see this move, but the, but the move is really a reflection of um, internal strategy at the private equity company. Well, and then we have an, um, a lot of small organizations. So, you know, movement organizations that have been around for quite some time into organizations that are sort of new on the frontier of what's happening in the HR tech space. Um, we have some interesting guys um, who have uh, just recently got what we would call seed money for the most part, not even sort of uh, big rounds of investment. One of them is an organization called Legion. Um, very new uh, little organization. They've raised $10.5 million to, to roll out what they're calling an automated employee scheduling tool. Um, now, we all know that you know automated employee scheduling tools have sort of been around for a while in one fashion or another, but this one says that they are like Lyft and Uber, and they're going to allow people to work on their own schedules and allow them to sort of schedule jobs, particularly in retail right now is where they're working a lot, um, in a way where they can sort of shift in and out of things um, with more ease and opt into things. Um, this is a, a very uh, initial startup, but they do have quite a few businesses work with them. They have a, a, a case example with Philt's CEO right now that they're working on. Um, but $10 million is a, is a lot of money for a, a, a new startup Um Maybe not in Silicon Valley numbers, but in in general. John, do you think we need one more sort of scheduling tool, or do you think that this is a space that that's going to start to see some of the newcomers actually make some strides? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that Kronos and Ceridian both have huge data sets, and they're able to offer um, employee scheduling products that that are smart in the ways that Legion is talking about being. So the question for me will be, where does Legion get the data necessary to make it as smart as it wants to be? Right. Um, and so, so what they're doing, where, where uh, Kronos and Ceridian both can take account of weather and traffic, uh, they also can take account of uh, patterns of employee behavior behavior that transcend your company and extend to all of the employees in their database, where Legion is stuck with a more primitive uh, model. So it'll be wonderful to see how they evolve to solve the competitive differentiation problem. Well, and, and I think we could, we, we, you know, if you want to make an analogy to look at something like, you know, the taxi space, um, you know, and the, the Uber and Lyft market, it could have easily been said that, that the taxi environments had the data and had the insight and had the people who knew the roads. And all they really need to do is create just a better mousetrap, a better tool, right, to capture the audience. Um, question is, is, is there, is the existing tools, existing scheduling uh, approaches, on the user end, um, have they been adjusted enough? Have they sort of fit the new market well enough? And I think that might be the part where Legion might have a step up is um, not having seen them, so I can't say for sure. But you know, is it a matter of maybe doing something different on the end user side versus the data side? But I agree that you have to have the data to be able to do the kind of analysis they're saying that they're going to be able to do too. So it's a, it's a two-way road. Yeah, well, and so, so then we get to Pymetrics, who is – 
Um, I've spent some time with with the CEO of Pymetrics getting the report done. They're one of the companies recovering the report. And Pymetrics is um, the intersection of neuroscience, gaming, and assessment. Right? This is this is a place you can go to play a game and have an assessment run on you. And, and they have now raised nearly $20 million in total to take this tool out to the world. Um, um, they're run by uh, one of the most remarkably smart women that I have ever run across, who is a MIT and Harvard trained neuroscientist with with a doctorate from from some equally prestigious place, Carnegie Mellon, I think. Um, uh, and and they are um, most interestingly, Randstad is Randstad. Something we should talk about maybe next week is Randstad is launching these um, super centers where temporary employees can come in and do career management and scheduling and that sort of stuff. And Pymetrics is part of the service offering at the, the new Randstad mega centers. Yeah, I thought it was sort of interesting when you looked at the people who were investing in them. You know, you had Randstad and you had some of the traditional players, but you also had Workday Ventures investing some money in this. So this will be an interesting, you know, dynamic around, you know, um, is this something that gets built into enterprise systems or is this something that's for the consumer side of the market? You know, it was interesting when I was reading this that, and as you said, you've seen the product. I have an, I, I do them on my briefing schedule this year at HR Tech, but um, they, as they note, they require you to play 12 different neuroscience games is as as to some extent, some of the and, and assessments to, to get the data into their system, right? And I thought that was very intriguing because I've done quite a bit of research in the past on organizations like um, CEB's SHL, um, um, which has been through um, and is now, I think, owned by Gartner, as well as IBM's Connexa, which is who they would consider their big uh, competitors in this space. And the profiling and the sort of assessment space is a space where we've seen a lot of organizations try and do something with these data sets and try and be more scientific about how they do um, hiring. But I don't know that they've ever really been able to translate this beyond the big retail worker, beyond the pharmacy sales role, the really, really big roles. Do you think Pymetrics is going to be able to translate this beyond the, the biggest roles? No, this is a niche. This is okay. a niche. This is, this is, this is what, what in the, in the report, um, um, the market, the best we could get out of a market map is a matrix that's got, does anybody have the problem? Does everybody have the problem? That's one of the axes. Um, and, and assessment oriented technologies. There are, there are half a dozen, um, competitors who are not, SHL and Connect, so they are they are smaller. Um, you know, higher View is probably more a, a more reasonable company to think about as a competitor here. Yeah. Um, um, they have this idea that you can automate selection with testing, and that probably works some places. It probably absolutely works in places, and it probably falls on its face in others. And so, and so, the the success metric for something like Pymetrics is going to be 
can they narrow their view of the market to the to the place where there is realizable revenue rather than claiming to be a solution for everything all of the time everybody yeah yeah and that and that would that would make more sense based off of what I know of that space. Um, it'll be interesting if we ever crack that nut of being able to do some assessments validly that are, you know, on these much smaller uh, sets of employees. Um, of, you know, sort of shifting to organization that's not in the recruiting space, um, we have uh, some more news this week about Zenefits as well. Now, um, some of you might remember Zenefits as the sort of benefits slash brokerage slash HR technology software that was given away free to very small organizations for many, many years um, with the idea of sort of building its financial um, business off of the money they would get from sort of managing the benefits for many of these small organizations. We're talking 25 employees and less in most cases. Um, and they were in the news for basically mishandling some of the insurance regulations and laws that went along with that type of business. Um, had grown very, very rapidly, was seen as one of the unicorns in the HR tech space, uh, and then had to um, reassess and readjust. Uh, and they're down to about 500 employees now. But they still have somewhere in the range of, I think, eight thousand businesses using their technology and now the new CEO has basically announced I think last week last Thursday that they are going to be exiting sort of one of the big you know pillars of what was their original business they're going to be exiting the business of um, basically insurance brokerage and they will basically become just a technology for the brokerage business as well as direct to market to businesses for HR tech uh, this is we've both had I think conversations with the new Zenefits leadership. Do you, do you think they can pull off this this pivot, John, and and really be able to move in this direction? Well, if if anybody can, the the new team can. They're, they're they are a a bright, aggressive, best of the industry crew, and um, uh, you can't rise from the ashes if you're not a phoenix. And and these these are the kind of people who can pull that sort of a transition off. So I'm I am I am quietly rooting for them. Uh, they have a PR problem like nobody's business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so and so so it wouldn't surprise me to see a name change uh, as part of, as part of the strategy moving forward. Uh, but. But but I think it's right, and 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 getting out of the benefits business allows them to compete by offering services through brokers, right? So so yeah. they 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 created a sales channel where they formerly had a competitive battlefield, and that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, for a while there, I think, you know, a lot of people thought that maybe this type of technology would do away with the insurance brokerage firms. And I think that was squashed pretty quickly as they realized the amount of regulations and uh, um, requirements, particularly, obviously, here in the U.S. This is a primarily U.S.-based issue, so um, which which allows them as well to break out of just being sort of a U.S.-based business as well when they start focusing on technology uh, and not the brokerage business. So it, it'll be... Um, it'll be interesting to see where they head. Now, not surprisingly, not less than a week after they made this announcement, we also saw an announcement from an organization called PlanSource, which is probably the one organization that you did, never knew about, but is probably um, in most of your HR technology environment stacks, even though you didn't know it. PlanSource is the um, uh, benefits um, application technology that basically is, is sort of white-labeled out to a lot of the benefits 
uh, brokerages today. Um, it's also white labeled out to a lot of the various vendors in the market, um, and it is uh, very rarely sort of direct sold, but they did do a little bit of direct selling. And they came out with their newest release not long after Zenefits made this announcement. Because so I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, you know how these two play in this world. Um, they're saying that in their new release, Haley, as they're calling it, I think it's called Haley or Hallie, I'm not sure which, um, but that they have solved one of the biggest challenges that we see in the benefits slash payroll space, which is they have um, managed to figure out a way to deal with the advanced payroll deductions uh, that will make life easier for payroll people. And so for the rest of us, where that might be a little bit over our heads and a little overwhelming, this is a big, big challenge for most payroll professionals is when they have to deal with um, sort of deductions coming out of employees' um, uh, paychecks before they're actually allocated and accrued. And so uh, they've got some tools now they're dealing with that. They're also opening up a marketplace, and I think this is really interesting, a new partner source marketplace where the various brokers, uh, HR technology groups that they partner with, and um, other third-party groups that they um, partner with can all meet, collaborate, and talk together. You know, have you heard of many um, marketplaces that, that not just talk about sort of being able to buy the other services, but actually allow a place for people to collaborate? It sounds a little bit more like a, a Salesforce kind of a thing than a, than a benefits package program, John. So, so yeah, they, they've, they've gotten kind of uh, busy, I think, making a name and, and some noise after what's happening with some of the other brokerage firms. So. No, I, I think just, just to wrap this up, because we are out of time, the thing that, that, that most people listening to the call would be interested in is in the small to medium business segment, it's increasingly the case that the largest distributors of HR technology are insurance brokers. Yeah. And that, and that, that that's the way that people are breaking into the, into the small business market. And that's what Genefits did. Um, Plan Source is trying to hop on that same bandwagon. Um, and um, that's a change. That's a real change. That's, that means that the, the sort of Mercer model of, of benefits broker as HR tech consultant is the, is the model that's going all the way downstream. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Yeah, so it's 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 going to be a space we're going to I think have watch more closely. Um, and I think it's you know as I said on the panel that I'll talk at HR Tech in two weeks, we're going to talk about the international side of this conversation. Right now, this is a very heavy U.S. centric because of our healthcare model. Um, but there are similar things that we see sort of popping up in similar ways in the international space um, that have the same sort of feel and, and is also, um, I think, worth noting in some of this conversation. So um, it, it's definitely going to be one of the big topics, I think, next year is what's happening in the benefits space, whether you're here in the U.S. or elsewhere. So. Well, John, we have gone through our 30 minutes, and yes, we had plenty to talk about this week, so <laughs> I stand corrected. Um, and I think we'll have a lot to talk about next week. We've got about three more things here that we probably will have to get back to mentioning next week uh, before we head into the HR Tech Conference. But you, you'll you be in Las Vegas already next week, right, at the Ceridian event? I'm, I am in Las Vegas next week for Ceridian thing. It's, 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 a, it's a long week. I start yeah. uh, Tuesday in Austin doing a talk for the PayScale Users Conference, and then wind my way to Las Vegas, uh, 
home for the weekend and then back to Las Vegas for HR Tech the following week. So, so we will be uh, busy leading up uh, to the HR Tech event. But um, and at HR Tech, we should note, um, put on your calendar, we will have a special Friday. Um, after the HR Tech event uh, session that will give an opportunity for everybody to hear all the things that we have seen and learned in all of our X number of briefings that we're going to be holding. Um, so put that on your calendar as well. So it's going to be a good Alrighty. week, a couple weeks. Have a great week, everybody, and thanks, Stacey. It's always wonderful to have this conversation with you each week, and we will see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.